John is getting busy. Uh, let's talk about where he's been, what he's seen. I think he has a great story to share with you today. This is Preps Today with John Millay. John, of course, is the Preps Sports and Activities Guru at mshsl.org. This is John Show at talknorth.com. Our producer is Brianne Burdett. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. John, of course, and I have former colleagues before John uh, created this really cool niche for himself. He's going to be telling us about a lot of a lot of stuff going on around the state. Uh, thank you to Pizza Barn in Princeton and Propane, Minnesota Propane. We'll tell you more about them in a little bit. So tell us about being with Leroy Ostrander's football team. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's ever been named Leroy Ostrander, Jim, but there, there are two little towns down in southern Minnesota, south of Rochester, Leroy Ostrander High School. Um, they're the defending state champs of nine-man football. And I, I was lucky enough to see their last three games a year ago uh, in the state tournament, their last game outdoors at McAllister College in the state quarterfinals on a just bitterly cold and snowy night. And then, of course, the state semifinals in the prep bowl at U.S. Bank Stadium. And I don't know that they were – anybody looked at them as a lock to win that thing last year. They had two regular season losses. I uh, ended up beating both of those teams in the sec Section 1 playoffs and then really, really played great football down the stretch. So I wanted to learn more about the, the program and the towns. I'd never been to that school before, and I'm always trying to knock off uh, knock off schools that I, that I need to see for the first time. So I talked with Trevor Carrier, the head coach down there, um, about last Friday's season opener. It was at Southland High School. That's in the little town of Adams, which is only about 12 miles away from Leroy. And my plan was to get inside the football team at Leroy Ostrander and Trevor was kind enough to allow me to do that. And we'd planned to have him on this podcast, but we had some technical, some timing issues. So we may, we may try to get him on at a later point, but basically I was down there in Leroy shortly after three o'clock. They had a team meeting from three to about four. I just kind of stood in the back of a room. They, they, you know, they do what football teams do. The coaches talked about offense, defense, special teams. They looked at film from last year's game with Southland. They pointed out things of, you know, points of emphasis. Pretty, pretty typical football stuff. Some, uh, some, uh, you know, let's. I, I think Trevor wrote on the whiteboard in front of the room late in the meeting. Let's become great. He talked about kind of the responsibility of being a defending state champ and, you know, all eyes are on him in the nine-man football world. So uh, I attended the meeting and then the coaches, There's it's really a four or five-man coaching staff at this school. It's, you know, it's a small school and they have a tradition. They go to Sweets Hotel and Restaurant in downtown Leroy for a little coach's pregame dinner at about four o'clock. So I was invited to join them. That was really fun just to kick back a little bit with these guys and, you know, hear, hear the banter back and forth and, you know, and football coaches are, are, they don't like to change things when you're winning and, and uh, they won their last 10 games last year, finished 12 and two. So basically the joke was, and I don't think it was a joke, you know, nobody changes their orders as long as the team is still winning because Trevor Carrier, the head coach, he announced as everybody was ordering that, his order of chicken wings and the salad bar was 10 and 0, so he wasn't going to change it. And uh, that was fun. That was really cool. And I, I wrote a really, it's like a 2,000-word story about my time down there. And you go to mshsl.org, scroll down to John's Journal, you'll see it. A couple of photos. If you go to the MSHSL Facebook page, there's a photo gallery there. 
So I was at the meeting, uh, dinner with the coaches, rode the bus to Southland, and just a phenomenal little small-town football field. Um, but one of the strangest football games I've ever I've ever been to, and I, I was I was basically live tweeting the whole thing, starting with the meeting, all the way through the bus ride, the game. Um, the most heartbreaking thing of all was on the third snap of uh, Leroy Ostrander's offense. They have a first-year starting quarterback, a junior named Lane Bird. The third snap of the game for their offense. He's tackled, just a typical tackle, and he is hurt, and it's not good. He ended up with fractured tibia, fractured fibula, broken ankle, ligaments all shredded. So three offensive plays into the season, they've lost their quarterback. So another player moves in from receiver and plays quarterback. The game's going on. And I, I don't know if I've ever been at an athletic event where just the act of life, the excitement gets sucked out of the place, like when Lane Bird went down. And his mm -hmm. mom and dad ended up driving him to Rochester. I think it's 38 miles away. Uh, um, but just the whole, you know, just that enthusiasm of opening day. Everybody's excited. It's a beautiful night. And when he when he got hurt, it just sucked everything out of that place. It was quiet. Um, uh, kids were heartbroken. Hard to hard to pay attention to what you're doing. But you know, and the game goes on at halftime. Southland, which has a really good football team, they're leading 12 to seven. And as the teams are coming back out on the field to to warm up for the second half, lightning is spotted in the distance. So an announcement is made. We're going to have a 30-minute delay. That's for safety reasons. Every time anybody sees a bolt of lightning, the clock resets to 30 minutes. And that happened time after time after time. People are looking at radar on their phones. It was clear these storms were getting closer and closer. So eventually the decision was made to stop the game come back at 11 o'clock Saturday morning, finish the game, which they did. I was not there. I drove home. I got home about midnight Friday night, got a text from Trevor when the game was over. Uh, they did come back and win. And it's interesting, a year ago, week one, uh, a then junior receiver from Leroy named Peyton Rowe broke a leg, suffered a broken leg, just like Lane Bird did Friday night. And he missed the rest of the season. They won the state championship, you know, despite that big loss. Saturday morning, uh, the winning touchdown is scored by one Peyton Rowe. And Leroy Ostrander wins the week, the week one game 14 to 12. Um, and then uh, before the game resumes Saturday morning, a kid on crutches comes walking out on the field. Well, it's Lane Bird. He's got his, his leg and his foot immobilized. They're waiting for the swelling to go down before he has surgery. That may be happening today. It's it's Tuesday afternoon here. I don't know. They were just waiting to see. But uh, really a real dramatic day for football, for kids, for these uh, small communities. I, I, I've seen a lot of things, Jim. You know, when you do what we do for a living, you see a lot of things. And I tried to capture it in this John's Journal story at the high school league website. Um, just phenomenal. Just a whole series of events I'll never forget and uh, really, really remarkable. But thanks to everybody down at Leroy Ostrander and Southland. Treated me much better than I deserved to be. And it was uh, good to get down there and kind of go inside a small town football team, tell the story of what it's like. And a lot of, a lot of scenes, a lot of vignettes from uh, what that experience was like, at least, at least for an outsider. 
Great stuff, John. Uh, let's let's get some other topics here, but that, that's a great story to start with. And yeah, hopefully we'll get Trevor on uh, one of these weeks. Uh, yeah. You know, I know it's probably a crazy schedule for him as football and school are starting up right now. Uh, so we'll catch up with Trevor on a future date. By the way, let you know, uh, we've got more than 20 shows at TalkNorth.com. We've got pretty much every topic you could want covered, especially if you like sports and outdoors. Uh, we have uh, John Krasinski show, the Viking Update show, Jeff Diamond show, uh, the Cheryl Reeve show, Chin Music with Lavelle and Roy Smalley. Uh, just, just go to talknorth.com. You'll find a show you like, I guarantee it. Of course, you should already like this show. That's why you're listening. We also thank, want to thank our longtime sponsors, Pizza Barn in Princeton. John, tell us about Pizza Barn. Yeah, things are hopping at the Pizza Barn, Jim. Um, it's like we talked about last week, the, the Pizza Barn food truck number two is up. It's it's on its wheels. It's moving around, uh, delivering great pizza all over uh, Princeton and the area and well beyond. And summer's kind of winding down, but there's still a chance to get one of those uh, food trucks uh, to your event, a community event, any business gathering. You're going to have a, a family reunion yet here before uh, everything gets back to normal in the fall. Now's the time. Go to pizzabarnprinceton.com. Not only will you find everything about the Pizza Barn menus, everything else, you can click on food truck and then you can get a booking and get started. Um, I've never been to the Glencoe Car Show, but if anybody's going to be there this Sunday, one of those Pizza Barn food trucks will be there. Uh, try it out. It's going to be, you're going to love it. I've had... Uh, on several occasions, the good stuff from those food trucks, it's phenomenal. And of course, right in downtown Princeton, the pizza barn itself has a great big menu with a, a lot of variety, way beyond pizza. And uh, they, they serve lunch, dinner, in-person, take and bake, delivery, and they cater as well. So thanks to Jody Stay, everybody at the pizza barn in Princeton. Thanks also to Minnesota Propane. It's something that a lot of people are buzzing about, reducing carbon emissions. It's good for everyone. But how do we reduce emissions while also meeting our world's increasing energy needs? Using propane is an excellent way to reduce emissions while meeting energy needs today. Propane is a clean, non-toxic energy source that helps reduce carbon emissions right now. In fact, propane's carbon intensity score in Minnesota is only 80. Grid electricity in Minnesota, including wind and solar, has a much higher carbon intensity score of 136. Who knew that using propane was that much cleaner than electricity? Plus, the abundance of propane and growth of renewable propane means it can be used for generations to come. Millions of Americans rely on propane to heat their homes and businesses, fuel vehicles on road and off, and much more. Making propane the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you and the environment by going to propane.com. All right, John, let's go to the injury report. Yeah, this I talked about uh, those two injuries from uh, Leroy Ostrander, but you know, on week one last year, week one this year. This one is is really something. It's gotten a lot of media attention. I know the Star Tribune is writing about Ethan Glenn. Uh, the TV stations in the Metro have done stories. He's a freshman at Bloomington Jefferson. Uh, this was this is the bad injury. He suffered a spinal injury during a freshman game over the weekend. And everybody's really rallying around Ethan. Uh, he's already undergone a couple of surgical procedures to get everything stabilized. There's a GoFundMe page. They're raising funds for the Glynn family and a Caring Bridge site that's providing updates. If you want to look for those, it's Ethan Glynn, G-L-Y-N-N. And we wish, wish nothing but the best to Ethan and everybody at Bloomington Jefferson. 
No, thanks for that update. All right, let's get to one of our set pieces here. Thank a ref. Yeah, I got a couple of these. These are great, Jim. Um, I, I got a tweet uh, sent my direction Saturday uh, from someone uh, who said, I refed a high school football game in Albert Lee last night. They had treats and drinks in the locker room and two large pizzas for us after the game. They also had personalized thank you notes for us, first class all the way. And that doesn't surprise me at all. That's how they roll in Albert Lee. That's great to see. And, and the, the the better we can treat these officials, the, the more officials we might attract and the more officials we can retain. So that's great to see. And then I got a tweet from a friend of mine in Marshall, Jerry Fury, who's a football official. He, he wrote, shout out to Linda Mills, who worked the umpire position for the Marshall Fairmont football game Friday night. Further proof that there's not a lot ladies cannot do. So we do have female football officials, which is always great to see. I've written about one or two of them over the years. That's always, always outstanding. So uh, thanks again to all of our officials uh, for everything they do. Uh, good stuff. Let's now thank a band. We're going to thank a marching band. This was also a tweet I saw from Irondale High School. They had their, their season opening football game Friday night. And after the game, the football team and much of the crowd stayed to watch the marching knights, the, the band from Irondale, do kind of a post-game performance. And the tweet said, what a way to display the values of belonging, partnership, joy, and engagement. And that's that's phenomenal. You know, you, you hear the story of high schools or colleges where all they all they really would like to do is have a football team the marching band can be proud of. And some of these schools, Irondale has a long tradition of of great marching band. I'm a former you know, competitive marching band parent. I, I know what that's all about. It's it's great to see. And I've got one more thank you here, Jim. I'm gonna I'm gonna Good. thank thank a college professor. Um, I spent some time this morning on a Zoom call with students from the University of Minnesota Morris. The class is called Organization and Administration of Athletics and Recreation. The class is taught by my friend Tim Grove. He's the head women's basketball coach at Minnesota Morris, as well as a high school football official, one of the best in the state. And I think this was the third year in a row I've joined Tim's students uh, for this class. And it's always fun to answer their questions, talk about the high school league, what I do, the importance of high school activities. I think there were 15 or 20 kids and, and the way they all prepare questions and Tim has them introduce themselves and their hometown. And, and I'm checking off the list. And I think there were two of them that I had never been to their to a sporting event at their high school, mostly from small schools. I, I'd been to most of them. And, uh, and and Tim also brought up at the end of our hour that uh, he asked me to talk about officials and, and how we need more officials. So I talked at length about that. And, and if we encourage one or two of those college kids to become officials, uh, we, we accomplish something there. So thanks to Tim Grove at the University of Minnesota Morris, all the students in that class. That was that was really fun. Thanks again to Brianne Burnett, our producer. Thanks to Pizza Barn in Princeton. Check out the food truck. Uh, we highly recommend it. We've used it for our events. Thanks also to Minnesota Propane. Any final thoughts, John, or, or future plans coming up? You know, I think, uh, Jim, Friday night this week, I'm an, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be down in Waseca. A year ago, Brad Wendelin, the head football coach there, in a, in a story I wrote about, got a lot of attention. He collapsed on the sidelines during a game and they actually brought him back to life. The trainers from Waseca and St. Peter 
and the mom of a couple of football players who came out of the stands. They saved his life, and he's back coaching now. So I think I'll go down there. They're playing Marshall, uh, which should be a good game. And uh, sounds like we might get some rain on Friday, although when it's Monday or Tuesday and the predictions are for Friday, I don't put a whole lot of stock in it. But we're on a good roll with the weather right now. And, uh, yeah, as you said at the top here, things are busy and they're fun, and uh, it's a great time of year. Good stuff, John. Thank you. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. And, uh, hey, thanks to everyone for listening to TalkNorth.com.